Do you or someone you love need to know more about salvation? Go to our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net and click on the Salvation tab today. All we have to do to receive the power of God's love is accept it and have a relationship with Him. Do you ever have days where up seems down, down seems up, good seems bad, and bad seems good? Well, you're not alone. Satan tries very hard to make the bad seem good and the good seem bad. But the power of God's love is so strong that it can take what was meant for evil and use it for the good of God. That's exactly the message of today's sermon brought to us by Levi Mason, grandson of senior pastor Eddie Mason. So, as my dad was saying, David and Caleb preached here before. That's really inspired me to actually preach here. So I want to thank them for that. I also want to thank my dad for helping me and my family for helping me. So today's sermon is going to be about the power of God's love. Before we start, I want to show a clip from God's Not Dead. The video being shown is from the movie God's Not Dead, the comfy prison scene. A link to this video has been included in the details of the podcast page. All right, so that right there is basically what started this whole sermon for me. If you see the picture right here, you can see how it's a bed that looks very comfy inside a jail cell. So what what the devil does is he makes bad seem good and good seem bad. While whenever something bad happens, he makes it want to seem good and comfy. Like, he's not going to mess with you if you're doing bad things. But he's going to make it seem good. Like the sun in the clip, because his life is perfect. Well, that's to him. He has no struggle. The devil leaves him alone because he's not praising the Lord. While the mother has gone through a lot. She has dementia right now. She's praised. She's in nice, but has a terrible life. Well, that's what the devil does. The son is bad right now, but he seems good. And the mother seems bad right now, but she's actually good. See, in Isaiah 5.20, it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. The main word I want to focus in on all that is woe. Because that scripture right there is a warning for us. If we make, if we call evil good and good evil, we'll be in a conditioning of deep suffering from misfortune, affliction, or grief. See, an example of selling good to bad is something that happened to my brother. He's going to make himself a bowl of cereal. He's poured the cereal, everything, poured the milk. Seems fine. But the milk's gone sour. And so it's disgusting. But the whole picture of everything looked good, yet it turned out bad. In 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, it says, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boisters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, dis- despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, denying its power, and for such people turn away. This is also another scripture of warning. Whenever these things happen, those are the people you need to stay away from. Because when you do that, you're in evilness. 
but they're all going to make it seem good. Making evil, good. I haven't given an example of bad to good yet. Yesterday, I went golfing with my dad and my grandfather. He, my grandfather hit a shot. It went way off course. Yet, it came back due to a tree. He got on the green, lucky him. But that tree for the golf ball redirected its path to the right area, which brings me to my second point. The power of God's love can take something that looks like it's going bad or in the bad direction, but hit it right. For us, that tree is God. So the main point of when it started for us going down the bad path was Adam and Eve, which the devil made the knowledge of the tree of knowledge, the fruit on that, seemed so good that it was irresistible, but yet it ended up turning bad for them. Once they ate it, God kept going on a straight path while we diverged away. But it all came back, gave us a path back to him in John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. At that point, God has died, Jesus has died on the cross for our sins to wipe us white as snow. He's hit us back in the right direction of God to be with him. And it was up to us to choose to either keep going on the wrong path or choose to be with him. The power of God's love. Examples are children of Israel from Egypt. He parted the Red Sea for them so they can get away. He's loved them that much, he will part a whole sea for them. He's turned fishermen into disciples. Back then, fishermen were people like us, just common people, not really famous like Kanye West now and all them. The reason why he chose them is to prove something. He chose, hey, it does not matter what, how much power you have or how little you are, I love you and I will choose you to go with me. He's also healed the blind, healed the sick, and set the captives free. All we have to do to receive the power of God's love is accept it and have a relationship with him, not just a religion. The distance between a religion and a relationship. Religion is worship and praising this thing, while in a relationship, you have a deep connection, a love for each other. He loves us, and he wants us to give love back to him. In Jonah 2, 8, and 2, 8 through 9, those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will, bow what, I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. This is Jonah saying to the Lord, but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. He's saying, I will give back to what I promised I will do. He was sent to go somewhere. He disobeyed God and got swallowed up by the whale. But after Jonah 2, 8 through 9, if we read 10, it says, So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out dry land, onto dry land. Meaning, after he said, I will fulfill this promise I've made to you, Jesus said, okay, and he made the whale spit Jonah out. Now as we continue, if we look back at 8, it says, Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. Meaning, if we praise these idols that we have, we'll lose our mercy with God and all that. Another example of this is Exodus 23 through 5. 
saying, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the inquinity of the fathers upon the children and the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. If we look at the for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, that's all we need to look at that, that point right now. Because when he says he's a jealous God, he's not just jealous of, oh, you're dating this person, I'm jealous. No. He's jealous in the fact that he loves you so much that he does not want you with anything else. These idols can be anything. We think like statues of idols. Idols can just be this. Idols can be that drink that Rayanne's holding right now. Idols can be anything if you spend too much time with it. Like video games, TV shows, and riches and food. But now... Idols, but now spending too much time is something that's spending a little time. Yeah, you can have some fun with video games and all that. Like, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying don't spend too much time that takes away from you. Idols are things that take too much time away from you and God. And as we just listen to the words of Exodus 23 through 5, we see that he says, don't make any idols or carvings of anything unlike me, of the heaven above, the earth beneath, or the waters below. Meaning, we should not have idols anywhere, nowhere, not even space, because that's heaven above. And on the earth, no, earth or below. And the waters, not even there. He has given us examples of idols before. This whole thing relates back to the power of God's love. How do we accept it? Take the next step in the relationship with him. Not just praise him and worship him. You need to get an understanding, spend time with him, and just being a deep connection with, with him. Ways you can do this, fasting is a good example of a way to do this. You fast things, we've done it before in this church, like we'll fast technology, food, time of day, to spend time with God. That's the relationship he wants every day with us. He just doesn't want the worship on Sundays. He wants it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the whole time, no matter what you're doing, no matter when. Well, it's time for the altar call because that's just gone fast. <laughs> so for this altar call, I want the youth to come up here. And this altar call is not just for people who want the love of God or accept his back to him. It's for anything you want. If you need prayer, come up here for it because that's just what God's love wants us to do. And if you just sit there thinking, oh, I'm too small for God to worry about me, at a 7. 53 billion people in this world, he's created you perfectly for how he wants you. And he would not spend that time on each individual one of us if he did not love us that much. He also loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son for us. So if you think you're just too big, too small, too little, too young, too old, that's nonsense. He loves you so much that he created in his image and that he will do anything for you. He's wiped our sins white as snow, and it's your choice to accept Him or not. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also 
have Papa Herman, an elder at Southside, to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.